What's up, guys? Welcome to Enjoy the Sass. My name's Faith, and I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm so excited to have you here with me today. It truly means the absolute world to me that you would choose to spend any of your time listening, so thank you so, so much. If you're new here, this is a podcast where we talk about all the things, and we throw in a little sass along the way, so I hope you're ready for the journey. You can follow me on Instagram at enjoythesass, where you can keep up to date with everything going on on the podcast and in my life and get all sorts of other video content that I'm working on putting out for you guys as well. You can check out the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I've been listening mostly to podcasts on Apple Podcasts lately, actually. I kind of go back and forth on platforms, but that's where I've been listening lately. So if you like to listen there, go give me five stars. I would love to, to see that and a review would be amazing. And then share us with your friends too. That'd be really awesome. You can also check out my website, enjoythesass.com, where you can listen to old episodes. You can find out a little bit more about my guests and you can even send me an email there, which would be awesome. I'd love to hear from you. The other really fun thing about my website is we have Enjoy the Sass merch. That's right, merch. You can rep the Enjoy the Sass brand from a bucket hat to a tote bag to even a crew neck or a hoodie. I have a crew neck and it's my favorite thing. If it weren't 110 degrees in Texas, I would be wearing it all the time. It's so, so cozy. So go check out enjoythesass.com merch for all of your merch needs. And be sure to tag me on Instagram if you're listening to the podcast or if you're rocking any of our merch. I would love to see it. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I'm really excited for this episode. It is with a special guest. Her name is Abby. She is a matchmaker. That's right. I'm chatting with a matchmaker. I met her not that long ago, and I'm really excited to get to hear all about what she does and how she got to be a matchmaker and what that whole journey looks like on a day-to-day for her. So sit back, relax. I hope you're staying cool and safe out there. Enjoy my conversation with Abby and I'll catch you later. Bye. All right, guys, welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited for my guest. Her name is Abby and I'm just, honestly, I'm just going to let her take the floor and give you a little synopsis of who she is and what she does. So hi, Abby. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I I'm can't excited to wait. have you. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm just fun. excited to chat with you. It's so good to I know. see you. Yes, so good. So good. Well, why don't you tell us who you are? Who's Abby? What does Abby do? All the things. Yeah, so I am a matchmaker here in, I am based in Colorado in Denver. And so I help single people find love. I set them up on dates. We host singles events and we try to take a more in-person, authentic, and intentional approach to dating versus compared to the apps or anything like that. Amazing. That's so cool. I've, so I've never met a matchmaker before I met you. Um, so tell me just a little bit about how you got into matchmaking, you know, kind of what that journey looked like for you. And then, yeah, I would love to hear because it's so, it's such a unique, I guess, profession to have. So I want to hear all about it. I did not think it could be a profession, if we're being entirely honest, when I started out, because I just thought, "Eh, maybe I'll introduce some friends, maybe I'll start out that way. So this was really born because I dated a ton online. I was Mm -hmm. on every dating app. I went on dates, you know, most nights of the week and ended up going on about 75 dates in a six-month period. Wow. Yeah. I did meet my husband at that time. I didn't know it at the time. I just thought he was (laughs) a cool guy out of a number of guys. Yeah. Um, Which hopefully he's not listening to this. (laughs) And um, after that, I was like, well, you know, I really enjoyed online dating, which was a rarity. Yeah. And I thought, why don't I see if I can help people enjoy online dating more? 
So I started there. I was running people's dating apps, trying to help my friends. And then I realized that was not something I could scale because I'd need like a hundred phones to be (laughs) on everyone's dating app profile. Yeah. So then I thought more about matchmaking and actually just saying, okay, friend A, meet friend B, you know, tell me all the things you're looking for and let's, you know, find someone for you. And I love going out and meeting new people and talking to people. So I was like, ah, no brainer. Like I can do this. Um, And I was really just doing it for fun on the side. And then I realized I could start charging money for this. (laughs) People would actually pay me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So slowly but surely, you know, things grew and I wasn't just setting up friends, but friends of friends, random people and things really just grew by word of mouth. And then uh, it's been two years since I've been doing this full time and four years since the business, the social modern matchmaking was born. Wow. That's, that's so cool. That's like the ultimate dream for, you know, something you do for fun to turn into your full time job. Right. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty crazy. I like, you know, I go to a co working space and, you know, I'll see some people I know, they're like, Oh, what are you working on today? And I'm like, well, I'm just setting up a few dates, you know, making reservations. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, Abby, that's not a job. And I'm like, well, I made it one, so it's a <laughs> You said the the paychecks I get and the taxes I file say so. <laughs> right. It's like I feel like we have this whole idea that your job has to be this monotonous, boring thing. Yeah. And yes, not everyone gets to just like set updates all day. And there are of course parts of my job that I don't enjoy. Right. You know, when right. people get super emotional, whether mm. good or bad about going on a date, you know, I have to walk them through that or yeah. maybe the date doesn't go well and right. then I got to step in and do damage control. Wow. So, you know, it's like any job. You can't love every aspect, but you know, if you love most of it, I think you're doing, you're doing pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Wow. I'm just still like blown away by the fact that, like you said, that's what you do for a job every day is you set up people on dates and help people to find love. So tell me like from when someone finds you and says, okay, I want to hire you as a matchmaker. What does the process look like from that point for someone? Yeah. So it all starts with an interview that I do with that person, maybe in person, maybe over Zoom, where we talk for at least an hour Mm -hmm. about everything they're looking for, everything that makes them them, their lifestyle. We talk religion. We talk politics. We talk who they're attracted to. We talk deal breakers, Mm -hmm. red flags, green flags, you know, anything in between. So I really try to get to know everyone as best I can. You know, of course, I take a ton of notes. I have a whole system that I've created to match people up as well because we just hit 1,200 people in our database. Wow. And to keep track of everybody is That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. a lot of people. (laughs) But the number is always changing because ideally people are getting into relationship or, you know, maybe getting out of relationship, coming back in, getting married, whatever it might be. Um, So we do that interview. I really get to know you. You um, do some personality tests, a background check, and then, you know, there are two ways I work with people uh, joining our database, like I said, or our pool of single people, and that's kind of where I pull from to set up dates, or I set up people within the database, or people hire me as their Mm -hmm. matchmaker, and then I literally search for people for them. Wow. So I would reach out to people on social media, I'd talk to people at a coffee shop, and say, hey, you'd be great for Faith, maybe. You guys should be introduced and can I chat with you and see if you'd be a good fit? Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) 
it's a fun thing. And then beyond just setting up all the dates, we, you know, hook people up with our stylist, um, you know, barber or hairstylist, astrologist, dating coach, nutritionist, personal trainer, literally anything that you might need to feel even more confident. Because wow. when you move into dating as from a place of confidence, yeah. you're going to track that back and you're going to really have way more fun yeah. if you're feeling good about yourself. Wow. That's so cool. I hadn't heard of um, kind of that aspect of it. Have you always yeah. offered those like extra things or is that something that as you've grown um, over the last, you said two years of like official business, is that something that you've kind of added as you've gone or from connections you've met or how does that whole process work of, you know, kind of adding those pieces to your business? Yeah, it was kind of as I noticed different people needing different things because, you know, I can set people up on dates all day, right? but if you don't have the tools to make a good connection or you're not presenting yourself well or putting your best foot forward by looking great mm. or maybe your beard's not trimmed because you didn't go to the barber, you know, it's like that date might not go as well as right. it could have, right? which is sad. You know, yes, dating is superficial. We just sure. have to accept it because sure. attraction is part of physical intimacy. Yep. You don't really want to have sex with someone you're not attracted to. <laughs> and if you're not having sex, then you're just with a friend, which is fine too. Um, so, you know, kind of being able to put your best foot forward and realizing that like, okay, not everyone has it together in every aspect. There's no way we're all right. working on some aspect of our lives and having an expert that can help you in that area is so key, whether it's dating, what you wear, how you manifest, you know, whatever it might be. Mm. Wow. That's, yeah, those, that's so true. I mean, so as a single female, I've been on the apps. I hate the apps. I just, they're just awful. Um, and we talked about that when we first met, you know, of like, well, Faith, you're 29 and you've never been on a date. Like what? Which is a wild thing. That's a fact about me. That not a lot it's of people kind of a know. Fun fact. It's yeah. a fun fact. I, I've used it. Not going to lie. I've used it as a fun fact <laughs> for things. So um, what, what do you tell someone, say, I come to you and say, Abby, I am ready to be match made and I've never been on a date before. How do you kind of approach that scenario with someone? So yeah, I would ease you into that a little bit. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be like, all right, we got a date set up tomorrow. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably be um, a little intimidating. Right. So, like I had this situation with a woman that came to me recently and normally I work with someone for six months and the first month we just did coaching. So, you know, she worked with a dating coach, she worked with me, and we have just been doing anything and everything to be like, let's set you up for success and get you in the right mindset for dating. Because when it's been a while or never, you know, going into that scenario, it's easier if you, you know, can get some advice and feel really good going into it rather than yeah. being like super nervous and not yeah. knowing what's going down. Smart. Um, so, yeah, we do a lot of prepping, a lot of, like, writing down all the things you're looking for because part of the hard thing, too, is knowing what you want and then also being able to judge that when you're mm, there. Yeah. Because maybe you have a great time on the date, but then you're like, well, does that person, like, do we have shared values? Like, right. do we want the same things in life? It's hard to know that if you're not, like, in that mindset of looking for it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. okay, I – 
just all the things in my head. There's so many questions. <laughs> but um, so once you have found someone a match, say, mm-hmm. and then so you're setting up dates for people. How long is the process, say, from when you find a match, you set them up on a date, and then what? So, yeah, after the date, one of the best parts is I get feedback from both people, which is sometimes nice, sometimes is, you know, constructive. Sure. (laughs) Something good that I can share with the other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it's always nice because imagine if you are going on dates and, like, you're talking negatively about your ex the entire time, but you Mm. have no idea which, like, let's just say right now, that's, like, number one big no yeah. on a date. Uh, there was a couple that went out Saturday, and that's what the guy did. And, oh, of course, no. you know, even if they had a great connection, that just, like, put a bad taste in her mouth. And she yeah. was like, eh, I can't really do it. So um, there's definitely some good feedback that I get. And then I always make sure people are on the same page. So if they both want to meet up again, I let them know that. And then I kind of set them free and, and like, Okay. Go plan your date. Yeah. Do your thing. If yeah. you need recommendations, I'll say, oh, she really loves to play tennis. Why don't you go reserve a court and play tennis and then go grab a drink after. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I help in that way. Okay. Um, but otherwise, I try not to meddle too much. You know, I'm here for advice or help if anyone needs it. Yeah. And then, you know, my hope is that it goes well. People don't need me, which is yeah. a very weird business model. I'm like, please don't come back and do not pay me again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, you know. If it's set up for success from the beginning, hopefully they don't need you again, right? Right. So that's, that's always the goal. Because yeah. I would hate, you know, after the six months, my goal is, you know, let's say maybe you didn't find the one or someone that you are exclusive with. You know, I'm like, I want to give you the tools to then go do it on your own. Right. Like, how right. are you going to go approach that cute girl in the coffee shop? Or how are you going to swipe more mindfully so you don't get burnt out and you can actually right. use it? Because, you know. I want to help people. It's right. really the main goal of why I started this. Yeah, that's so, okay. I have, like I said, so many questions, but I'm trying to like navigate the proper way. So okay, I right. want to, I want to go backwards just a little bit because you said you met your husband on a dating app. I did. I okay. know. So what's that like? And then how does that translate if someone maybe has, you know, thought that they met someone on a dating app but then they're like well you know I'm kind of done with the apps and now I want to transition to a more like you said mindful dating experience with a matchmaker so how do you take your experience basically with the apps and then translate that over into helping people outside of the apps right yeah because you're like well Abby you know all about the apps right and (laughs) you have good experience That is definitely a part of my business as well, that I, we do photo shoots, we rewrite profiles, bios, prompts, all that stuff too. Okay, wow, um, yeah. And help people swipe more mindfully. I just had a course that has come out too that's all about mindful swiping, you guessed okay, it. Nice. Um, so if you just need something quick to learn a little bit more, that's yeah. on our website as well, and I'm sure we'll plug that at the end. For sure, for sure. But yeah, so my experience with online dating, you know, was like, more so just thinking that dating can be fun. So that's really like the approach I take with all of my clients. And if people aren't on board to have fun dating, then we don't work together. You know, if dating is fun, then you're attracting good people in, you're putting out positive energy, you're getting it back. And if you're just like, oh, dating sucks, I hate it, it's so daunting, it's frustrating, that's what I hear every single day. So, you know, I'm like, okay, 
think about like I had fun even on the worst dates and I got some great stories out of it yeah you know if you can just view each date as like meeting a new person seeing where it goes no expectations no assumptions yeah that's the best way so that's kind of how I use that experience to translate it into okay we're gonna be more mindful yeah I also was like the least mindful person when I was dating because I was just like I'll go out with everybody I'm just here for a good time maybe yeah. not a long time and you know I didn't have the intention of meeting my husband and honestly when I met him I wasn't truly ready like mm. it took six months for me to be like oh you want to be exclusive with me and I had to work through a lot of stuff like actively as we were dating yeah so I'm like I also made a lot of mistakes uh, because none of us are perfect, and right. I think that's how I learn best is failing, messing yeah. it up, and then being able to tell someone, hey, you don't have to fail too, but if you want to, go do it, and then I'll tell you what I learned. Right. I mean, it's great to hear, obviously, a successful dating story, but also knowing, like you said, it took six months, yeah. so it's not. it doesn't necessarily mean that every time is going to be, you know, the perfect time. But it might mm-hmm. take some time for one that you thought was okay to become a good one, <laughs> you know? So right. that's very encouraging, obviously, for those of us who are either on the apps or out in the world dating, too. You know, um, it's it's hard. It's hard work. And not everyone yeah. is going to be the perfect one. But like you said, exactly. it is important to take the time for the experience of it as well, you know? Especially right. as someone with less experience dating, it's important to, you know, at least put myself out there and try. Right. And like, honestly, my best advice for someone who, you know, maybe is like you where they're like, okay, I don't even know where to begin. You know, and I know we had chatted about this is like, you know, do one thing a month, one thing a week Mm -hmm. that like moves your dating life forward. Yeah. You know, and that doesn't have to be going on a date. Right. That could be putting yourself in your local matchmakers database That could be writing down all the things you're looking for. That could be listening to this podcast about dating and learning something. And then eventually it could be going on a date every once a month, once a week, whatever feels good to you. Yeah. If you take anything away, I feel like that's a great thing to take away from this. Definitely something I need to pay more attention to and be more mindful of because, yes, like, you know, you got to do something. If you want to be single forever, like, great amazing own it that's fine own it. Yeah. do it but yeah if you're if you're someone like me who wants to be you know a wife one day you got to do stuff to make that happen you don't just become a wife one day you know <laughs> unfortunately right. that's not how it works you know but yeah that's really good advice really really good advice thank you yeah I think it's a good one and then I just want to tack on one other thing that everyone's dating journey, everyone's relationship journey is different. Yeah. So if you're looking at your friends and you're like, damn, they already are married and have right. kids. Or maybe I'm the only single one. Or maybe, you know, you're the only married one and right. all single friends. Like, just keep in mind, everyone is different. How they approach this, how they find their person, the timeline of how they meet someone. And I know this is so cliche, but however you are doing it is right for you. Right. So try to just own that. Yeah, no, that's excellent advice because I fall into that trap as a 29-year-old who is single, who's never been on a date, you know, all the things. And I see all my friends who are married or in serious relationships or having kids, you know, all the things. It's hard to 
it's hard to take my experience for my experience without comparing it to someone else. But it is my experience and it's, it's a great one. You know, that's really, really awesome. Um, perspective shift. I think that we all can take away even just in life too. You can't compare yourself to others in anything, especially not in things of the heart. Well, and it's hard because it's a fine line. It's like that's almost our human nature to yeah, compare absolutely. ourselves to other selves. Like the entire concept of social media is comparing yourself to other people. Yes, yes. So it's, you know, difficult to really truly live that. Yeah. But, you know, if you can try it every once in a while. Right. You know, or just acknowledge when those feelings come up that you're feeling like, oh, I sh- should I be doing something different? Right. You know, I think when you own what you're doing and when you're like, I'm single and I love it. Yeah. That's almost when that person's going to waltz right into your life. Right. Right. That's very true. I've seen it multiple times with my friends. <laughs> so that's great advice. Um, speaking of advice, the other thing that I wanted to ask you, um, because you kind of touched on it a little bit, was like the nose of dating. Like, so what are some of your, obviously, like, don't talk about an ex the whole time, kind of, kind of nose um, of dating that you mm-hmm. kind of tell your clients or tell your, your people um, when they're going through this process of mindful dating? So biggest no's. So we already got one of not talking about exes. You know, it's okay if they come up because if you are divorced, if you're co-parenting, that likely could come up on a date. Yeah. And having a response that you've rehearsed, I seriously mean that, rehearse it in the mirror of like, you know, a couple sentences to just say what it is, Right. give that person a hint that it's all good, and then move on. Yeah. So exes, have something rehearsed, and don't talk negatively about exes, kids. Ooh. Yeah. Never good. Family. Um, just really good to stay away from negative things. You know, that might be politics. I feel like right now politics can be so divisive. Yeah. So, you know, easiest to just not get into a whole political debate on Definitely. a first date. But, of course, if that is something that is so part of your identity, by all means, that should be something you bring up right. in a way where you can kind of feel out what, how the other person is feeling. Right. And my other big no's are texting and calling on a date. I thought this was a given, but <laughs> I still have to remind people. Um, maybe put your phone in your pocket or your purse or leave it in your car. Like, Mm -hmm. leave it at home. Um, Obviously, you might need it to, like, find the place, Google Maps, whatnot. Um, But really put it away because being present on a date will be so, so much better. You know, if you're actually listening, if you're actually responding thoughtfully to what someone is saying, you know, they're automatically going to have a great experience with you. Those are excellent tips. And then my other big one is like in terms of what to wear in Colorado. I have to say this a lot, but no shoes or clothes that you would wear to the gym or hiking, please. Unless you're going on a hike, that's fine. Huh. (laughs) Interesting. I know. It's a good rule of thumb. Like, you know, in Colorado, we're very kind of granola and outdoorsy. So hiking boots could be like your regular wardrobe. That's (laughs) I would never have thought of that. Right. And I I mean, I live in Texas, so, you know, it's a very casual state, Texas, (laughs) especially Austin, where I am most of the time. But I would never think 
let me wear some hiking. I don't even own hiking boots, if we're being honest. <laughs> right. Your I girl mean, does I not own hiking boots. <laughs> <laughs> but good rule of thumb. <laughs> That's so funny. Hmm. So wow. if you could wear it to the gym or hiking, skip it for the date. That is fantastic <laughs> advice. Fantastic advice. Those are all great and very easy practical things, you know, to apply right. to to most aspects of life, dating or otherwise. And then a couple a couple just safety things that I think are important to mention whenever we talk about dating is number one, always meet in a public place. If you are meeting up with someone, whether you know them well, whether you just met them online, please meet in a public place for your first date. And don't drive to the date together. Oh. It's always a great piece of advice. Two, Uber there if you know you're going to drink. Drive yourself. Be mindful of drinking and what you can handle. And my other thing, too, would be try not to have more than two drinks on a date. Because if you do have more even if you have a really high tolerance, that could impact your decision-making, your thought process, and you might be like, wait, did I like that person more when I was a little buzzed or had a drink or two? So just safety-wise, want to make sure I put those out there of meet a public place and get yourself to the date, the first one, and don't go to someone's house. All good things. I feel like, you know, sometimes you don't think about the fact that maybe those are things to think about, but those are all very... Very good things. Is there anything else that you would like to impart wisdom-wise? You know, I think those are the big things about yeah. dating safety. Uh, meet in a public place. Drive yourself there. Don't go to someone's house. Um, you know, and if you're super nervous about meeting this person, trust your gut. And yeah. maybe it's not worth meeting up with them. That's a good point. Yeah. And even if you, like, show up to the date and then your gut is like, whoa, like, I'm not about this please leave, you know, there's yeah. like, and you don't need to lie about like your pet turtle needs to go to the bathroom or <laughs> anything like that. Like just politely say, and you can have like a canned response yeah. of like, Hey, you could be honest, but like, Hey, I'm not really feeling this. I don't want to waste your time, but like, thank you for meeting me. Um, I know I had a friend who would always say like, Oh my God, I thought I was ready to date, but I'm just really not. And I got to go. <laughs> so, you know, have something ready. Yeah. So you have it. That's, that's a good tip. I saw a video on TikTok actually like yesterday of this girl who she was supposed to meet up with someone online from an online, probably hinge. Um, I feel like, and she got there and she said, we hadn't even ordered our coffee. And he made a comment that I was not okay with. And she said, you know what? I got to go. And she left mm -hmm. because Good she her. knew. Yeah. I was like, okay, like props to you for knowing your line and not letting anything go past it. Because if it's not, if it's not worth that two minute interaction, why would you keep going? Like, why would you continue yeah. on a date that you just know is not going to be the right one? And it turns out, based on the comments and videos that she posted after that, it was definitely the right choice to leave. So I was like, way to have that filter, because sometimes you'll just keep going with something, even though it's probably not right. So those are all yeah. really excellent tips. Happy to share. Yeah, I'm full I appreciate of tips. I appreciate it. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate all of the tips, because like we said, your girl, she's not dating much. So we're hoping to change that. Can I ask, Go how are you feeling about getting out there dating-wise? You know, like we said, I'm not a huge fan of the apps. I've been on the apps. I've gotten off the apps. I've been back on the apps, deleted them promptly, and 
not been a fan. So I just kind of know that the apps aren't for me. But I also know that it's one of the largest ways that people meet people these days. It's really hard, especially, you know, a pandemic and, you know, just the, whole, the world as it is right now just kind of chaotic so it's a big way to meet people but I'm just I'm not sure that it's my thing so right now we're not on the apps but thanks to Abby and our connection meeting she's connected me actually with a matchmaker more local to me because she's in Colorado so I am going through that process nothing yet I'm sure I will share with all of my podcast listeners when the time comes to share something about it um Ooh. but nothing yet but I'm hopeful, you know, I'm, I am in a place in my life where things are good. I have a good job. I'm doing well financially. You know, my, my life is pretty good. I'm doing pretty well as a 29 year old. So I, yes, we love that. I'm very grateful for that <laughs> in my life. Um, so I said, you know, like, what do I have to lose? Honestly. So that's kind of where I was when we met initially a few months ago. And then now that you know, I've kind of gone through the process with the matchmaker, a very similar process to what you described of, you know, having a phone call, doing an interview, getting like my wants and not wants flags, all the things, getting all of that down on paper and getting it, getting it sent away to, to the matchmaking service. So I, I'm hopeful. I'm excited. Um, it's a little terrifying just to be honest, you know, you're putting it all out there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, it's funny because I create content and I post a pot, I have a podcast and I share a lot about my life, but for some reason, those kinds of things, dating apps and even the matchmaking service, it's like, it's really all out there. And you know, that's a very vulnerable part of my life only recently have I become okay with chatting about it more you know um because I'm I can't be the only one you know (laughs) and I'm certainly not the only single person out there so might as well talk about it you know um I feel like it doesn't get talked about enough yeah you kind of just like don't say anything you're like oh I want to meet someone but how do I do it so you know hopefully sharing that will help some other people I hope so and you know hopefully it like it opens up a conversation that, you know, there's, it's funny because online dating used to be such a taboo, right? Like I, I remember the first time I got on a dating app when I was like, maybe, you know, 21, 22, I was so embarrassed. Like I would not tell my mom. I was like, I'm not telling my mom about this. Like, there's no way I can tell her. She'll be like, what do you mean you're meeting someone online? You know, I didn't meet anyone back then. Um, But you know, just the, the prospect of meeting someone. Right. And then yeah. now, like I told her, Oh yeah. Like my friends, like they put me on Bumble or they put me on hinge or whatever. And she was like, let me see, you know, I want to see. And <laughs> so it's like, it has changed the the conversation around dating and dating online and even, you know, a matchmaking service. Like, of course I told my mom about this. I tell my mom about everything. Um, so, you I know, telling her about this, she was like, that's amazing. You know, let me know when you hear something, da, 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 you know? Um, and so it's funny that the conversation has changed so much over the years, even in the last 10 years that I've been, you know, almost 10 years of knowing what online dating is and seeing things. So it's cool to be able to have conversations like the one we're having where it's like, you know, people are meeting people in such different ways now than they did before and so 
like, why not be open to it? Yeah, you kind of got to get creative. Like, even, um, you know, meeting in a bar isn't really what it used to be. No. You know, our parents, that was cool. Our grandparents, you know, that was like a thing where you could go to a bar and meet someone. Yeah. But now, no one talks to each other. No one talks to each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. It really is. Or it's like, it's even weird to, like, give someone a compliment, you know? Like, oh, I love your bag. Or, oh, I love your shoes. Like, it's even weird to do those things when you're out in public. So, like, how are you supposed to meet, you know, a potential mate <laughs> these days if you can't yeah. even, you know, compliment the girl next to you on her bag or something, you know? So, um, right. yeah, I think it's I think it's a cool conversation to have. And I'm, exci- I'm excited and glad that we've gotten to have it because, you know, when else would I have this conversation? Um, right. And that's my favorite thing about this podcast is getting to have conversations like this that I wouldn't have on a day-to-day basis, you know? And now yeah. I tell, I have told a few friends, it's not, well, now it's like out there in the world with this podcast <laughs> coming out. Now everyone knows. Now everyone knows, but, you know, um, I've told friends like, oh, I'm, you know, in the process of like getting on a matchmaking database or whatever. And they're like, oh, wow, that's so cool. You know, um, I'm on the older side of some of my friend groups. So they're still young and like doing the apps or just, yeah. whatever. I don't know how they meet people, but they're doing it, you know? Um, so it's interesting to be kind of one of the, the pioneers of my friend group, if you will, who's like going on this journey. <laughs> um, matchmaking pioneer. Yes, yes. I love it. So it's really awesome to, um, you know, to have the conversations and even to go through the process, because like you said, like it's doing one thing or, well, it's a big thing, but it's doing one thing yeah. to kind of help my my journey of dating and of getting more comfortable with the idea of dating and, you know, all of that stuff that goes along with it. So it's really awesome. Yes. So, so what's the next thing you're going to do to further your dating? Journey? I don't know. I don't know, Abby. What <laughs> is the next thing? I guess I'll have to fi- I'll have to figure it out. You know, this I'm podcast sure. is something. For this sure. is something. Yeah. Even just, you know, like you said, like talking about it. That's a big thing, yeah. you know, kind of getting more comfortable with the idea of, okay, yeah, like I am, I'm doing this. I'm single. I'm ready to date. Like, what does that look like for me? You know? So we'll see. We'll see what the next thing is, but this is something for now. Right. This podcast, then posting it. It's yeah, all things. It's all things. So. It's all things. <laughs> yes. It's all such good things. And I'm excited. Like it makes me excited about the prospects of dating and the prospects of, you know, the growth that can happen with even within just myself through the process. So I love that. Okay. See, this is how it should be like feeling when you're dating. Yeah. It's exciting. Obviously it's not going to be like this every day, No, (laughs) but um, you know, feeling like you are having fun. It's it's exciting. You have hope that your person is out there. You know, there's no pressure of like, you have to find the one. You're just trying to find a one that you really like to be around. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I love that. I'm excited about the prospects of it all. And, you know, just the journey in and of itself is part of the adventure. Yeah, that's great. I'm excited. And thank you for being a part of it. Because obviously, you know, meeting you has started the process. So that's really awesome. I'm honored to have been a small part. Oh, my gosh. No, I love it. It's so good. Um, Tell me while we're talking about, you know, the happy things of it all, what kind of success rates do you see? Um, with your clients and finding matches and all of those things? So some of the statistics I have um, are from 2021. Last year, I tracked all the dates. 
And um, 75% of first dates went on to second dates, which is a pretty good one. Yeah. And then 100% of people felt comfortable on their dates. That's big. Which I think helps that I vet everyone and run background checks and all that good stuff. Otherwise, I don't have a whole lot of statistics of like, this percentage of people who work with me end up in a relationship. Yeah. Because like I was saying, sometimes people come to me, they have no dating experience. And maybe by the end of the six months, the goal is not to be in a relationship, but to be like meeting a lot of people, knowing how to date, being super confident, and then doing it on your own. Yeah. So sometimes it's a couple months later they meet someone. Sometimes it's a year later. Yeah. Um, It just really depends. So, you know, it's hard to have a success rate with this stuff too, going back to what we said of everyone is different. Yeah. So even if I said, okay, there's a... 72% success rate that if you work with me for three months, you end up in a relationship and a 90% if you work with me in six months. Yeah. But, you know, what if you have some unresolved something that you don't tell me about? Right. Or, you know, there's all kinds of things that could happen. Those are great numbers, even just the ones that you're able to say. Has anyone gotten married that you have matched? Yes. So actually, last year was the first marriage from the Social Modern Matchmaking um, and that was really fun because it was a good friend of mine who oh, got married too. That's so, so awesome. Yeah, they moved very quickly, but also very intentionally. Yeah. And yeah, I'm hoping some some other marriages will, you know, roll in. I kind yeah. of feel like a lot of people I work with sometimes just want a long term relationship. So you know, I call that a success too. If you're in a long term committed relationship. That's a win for me as well. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of people that don't want the traditional idea of marriage. A lot of people still do. It seems like it's still like two-thirds are for it. Maybe one-third is like, I'm open yeah. to something else. Yeah, that's so cool. I really love all of that. It's awesome. So tell me, aside from being a matchmaker, what do you like to do for fun in your life? You live in Colorado, so like you said. Yeah. It's a very outdoorsy place, but what do you like to do for fun aside from, you know, set people up on dates? Right. I mean, I got to have a little fun. Yeah, you have to. With this job, even though it's fun, I need a break. Absolutely. Um, So yeah, I definitely like to do some outdoorsy things. I'm not a crazy outdoorsy person, but in the winter, you'll find me skiing probably most weekends. So cool. Um, I do like to hike here and there. Honestly, my girlfriends and I just like to go for walks, get coffee, and yes. talk shit because yes. why not? Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, I love to cook. I have a dog named Pancake. like to hang Pancake. out with her. And, of oh. course, hang out with my husband, Kevin, because he's pretty great, too. My family is all within, like, a couple miles of me, so I see them a lot. Oh, I love that. they're really important in my life. And other than that, traveling. Is big on the list. Yeah. Um, my husband and I have committed to going to 100 countries in our lifetime. So wow. <laughs> wish us luck. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. How many have you been to so far? You know, I need to update the count because we just went to three new ones. Oh, my gosh. Uh, earlier this month, we wow. went to Iceland, Denmark, and Norway. Oh but I my think gosh. we're amazing. around like 35 because we did say we combined like any that we'd been to before we met without each other. Okay. We okay. said that counted as one. I so. I mean, you've been there. So <laughs> it counts, right? Right. That's yeah. so cool. Wow. I've only been to one other country, so I need to I think get on that train well, as well. Let me know cuz yeah. I'll give you like the All easy the tips. places to go to. Yeah. Um, 
and all of that. Yeah, it's fun to just experience new cultures, and I love, like, the people you meet when you travel. Like, we met. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We got to meet randomly. So, yeah, I love that. I love the idea that, you know, the people you meet in places also are part of the story of the place. So that's super fun to get to do. So I always ask people when they come on the podcast, like towards the end of the episode, I like to ask like what you, well, we just covered what you do for fun. So love that. Um, are you a reader? Do you like to read? Is there anything you've read recently? Love. Okay. Tell me, I've been getting back into (laughs) reading. So tell me what you're reading, what you're loving. Are you an audiobooks girl? Like what's, what's your reading? I am definitely like book paper version. I actually have what I'm reading right now next to me, which looks like a textbook and it's horrifying. Oh, it does look like a textbook. (laughs) It is a textbook. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, It's called The Messy Middle for people who are obviously not seeing this video. And it's been really interesting for me about, it's all about finding your way through the middle of any business or venture. And I am fully in the middle of my matchmaking business. So you know, figuring out how to grow it and scale it and do it even better. Um, so that one I've been really enjoying. And then I always like to read like one workbook. So maybe about dating and relationships uh-huh. and one book for fun. Okay. Um, so a one that I have loved that I've read like two times in the past year is called Into the Magic Shop. Ooh. And it is really interesting. It's all about how you can manifest and visualize anything you want and bring it into your life. Um, but it's told in this like amazing way of it's like storytelling. It's not like, here's how you manifest. Mm -hmm. Um, it's basically this guy's story of his whole life and how it didn't always go well. Um, yeah, it's super interesting. I would highly Mm. recommend it. Okay. So it's nonfiction. It is nonfiction, but it feels like the way it's told. Yeah. It feels like fictional. Okay. Okay. I love that. I'll yeah. add it to the list. Do you like to read fiction or are you like pretty much a nonfiction gal? I am always a nonfiction really? gal. Like I nerd out on self-help. Just send me to that section and just like leave me for hours. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a nonfiction girl most of the time. So I, I mean, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Oh, I'm a, I'm a huge know. fiction. I'm a huge fiction girl and I have recently gotten back into reading a lot more and I also listen to a lot of audiobooks cuz I drive a lot. So, I mean, I'm I love all kinds of reading and the escape that it is, even if it's an escape yeah. to learn, which is beautiful. Yeah, right. Even if it's an escape to my textbook. That's I don't know. That's how my brain works. I was such a nerd in school, so it, it happens. Yeah. No, I get it. I reading for me was like the only thing that I loved the most about school. (laughs) So I get it. I always was reading and it's weird. Like going into college when you have to like, you have to read all the things I kind of lost my like love for reading. And then now I'm years out of college and I'm like, Oh, I just love getting to curl up and read a book and just escape for a little while. It's just the best thing. Just the best thing. I, I love, love it. That. What's a book you could recommend that you're reading right now? Because maybe I need a fiction okay. novel to read on the beach. Okay, yes. Some be- <laughs> some good ones for the beach. Um, I just read, I did it in a day, which I hadn't, I don't think I've read a book in a day in probably 15 years. So, so this must have been good. It was a good book. It's called In Five Years by Rebecca Searle. I actually have one of her other books on my 
on my shelf so I could see her last name. In Five Years by Rebecca Searle. Um, I don't know if you've read any Colleen Hoover at all, but she's like no. very big. Um, one of her books is called Verity. I haven't read that one yet, but I read um, It Ends With Us. And there's going to be a sequel coming out very soon, I think in October. And like the internet is ablaze about it. Um, but Colleen Hoover is really good. Okay. I enjoy listening to her books. So that's what I did with that one. But those two, it ends with us. And in five years, 10 out of 10. Also, I recommend the podcast knows, but um, for you, the midnight library talk about Ooh. an escape. Okay. It's so good. I'm taking notes. Oh my here. gosh. It's so good. The midnight library is by Matt Haig. Um, H A I G. Oh, it's okay. just the most magical, beautiful book that will make you think, too, which is I love. So those three, Ooh. probably, if you want some, like, solid, okay. if you're on vacation, want a book to read, 10 out of 10 okay. on those. Yeah. I'm headed to the 10. beach this week, so oh, I need something lighter perfect. than my textbook. <laughs> yes, perfect, perfect. I love that. I love that. Yeah, those are all super solid choices. Sweet. Well, thank sure. you. Yeah, absolutely. Are you into, well, okay, this is a good question for you. Um, you have a podcast, correct? I do. Yeah, what's it called? Yeah. So it is called listening? Ghosted. You can find it probably anywhere that you listen to this podcast. Nice. Soon. Nice. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, you name it. You can follow us um, at Ghosted the Podcast on Instagram. And yeah, I would love. If you need advice about dating, relationships, anything like that, come listen. There's all kinds of good tidbits on there. I love that. I'm definitely going to add it to my playlist for the week. Do you listen to other podcasts or are you like, I have a podcast, so that's that's enough for me on the podcast side of things? You know, I, again, I'm going to show my nerd side. <laughs> I love it. Um, so the podcasts that I listen to are all news driven. Like that's my main way I get my news. Yeah. And my background's actually in journalism. Yes. So I always like to kind of keep up with that. Yeah. So I always listen to every day. Okay. The Daily, which I'm sure a lot of people do from the mm-hmm. New York Times, and then NPR's little quick news update. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't really listen to a whole lot of other podcasts. That's okay. Besides news, news ones. Cause I gotta listen to my God, that takes up, you know, so much time to catch up on all my episodes. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I don't listen to my own podcast. So God, sometimes I just can't. I'm like, I was there. I know it was good. Yeah. I remember. You know? I remember. <laughs> send it off. Yep. I send it to Josh, my engineer. And I say, okay, here you go. And then that's, that's that. I don't listen to it again. <laughs> I don't like to right. listen to myself. It's not because I don't like my guests or anything. It's because I don't like to listen to myself. So It's kind of horrifying to listen to your own voice. I don't a little bit. You. I feel the same way. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is awkward. I'm like, anytime I have to listen to it, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to. So I just trust. I put yeah. all of my trust in everyone else to make sure that it's good. I don't know if that's a good thing, but. I listen to some episodes. It sounds good. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay, what was my last question for you? Do you listen to music? I do. What's, what have you been listening to lately? Because I oh, feel like I need some new yeah. music to listen to. You know, I have been going deep into this niche genre of music. It's okay. like funk, EDM. I don't even know if that's a real genre. I don't know, but, but it sounds fun. You should check out the floozies. They're not anything new. They've been around. Okay. 
Okay. I'm obsessed with them. I've never heard of I them. Hope, so. I hope they come to Denver. It's a little out there. It's a little different. So let me know what you think. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> will. I'll definitely check it out. And I'll um, all of the yeah. things that we discussed, I will put in the show notes so that people can check them out for awesome. themselves as well. Tell us how we can find you. Aside from your podcast, how do we find Miss Abby? Yeah, so if you're curious about matchmaking, whether you're in Colorado or not, as you have listened, um, I have matchmakers all across the country. So if you are in a different city, please ask me who my preferred matchmaker is there so that I know you're in good hands. Awesome. Uh, so you can head to modernmatchmaking.club. So it's modernmatchmaking.club. Check out the website. We also do help people internationally with dating apps so the sky's the limit on that and you can check on the um, dating app refresh page and check out our prices there and download our new course awesome Um, you can also follow me on instagram at modern yenta y-e-n-t-a you can follow the business which is the social mm as in modern matchmaking and i think that's all things <laughs> people can follow we, of course we're on facebook you can follow me on linkedin nice just go for abby rosenblum on there and yeah if you listen and want to connect please don't be afraid to reach out you can even text me um which i'm happy to give my number is 303-842-4762 text me with questions comments concerns matchmaking things i'm up for it i love it i'll definitely be texting you so okay good. i love I it Hopefully we already have each other's numbers. Hopefully so. I don't know. We'll double check once we're, (laughs) once we're done recording here. Abby, thank you so much. This has been honestly so awesome. I've loved every second of it. I've learned all the things. Um, I'm sure I have so many more things to learn. So I'm really glad for our friendship now and um, this connection. And like she said, if you have any questions about matchmaking, Abby's your girl, go follow her on all the things and connect with her even just to connect with her because She's pretty awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. I really hope that you've enjoyed being on the podcast today. I have. Thank you for having me. I'm like, how have we been here for like over an hour? I know. Time gone. It really does fly. (laughs) It really does fly when you're having fun. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Guys, I hope that you've all enjoyed this episode. Go follow Abby everywhere. As always, follow me on Instagram. You already know at enjoy the sass and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye guys. Bye.